Look, we have a lot of fun here at Remember the Game Industries. You've all heard my obnoxious, high-pitched laugh on the show. I love it. Video games are fun. The Simpsons are funny. It's good times. You know what isn't fun? Shopping for razors. And I don't mean that to sound sarcastic. It genuinely sucks. That's why you shouldn't shop for razors. You should just get them delivered by Harry's. Pick up a $3 trial set at harrys.com RTG and see what I'm talking about. I'm not going to stop beating the Harry's drum because it's a drum worth beating. The best razors on the market at better prices than the crap at the store and they're delivered to you. It's like a shaving cheat code. You've heard me say it. I have been a Harry's customer since I was driving a forklift at a company I'm not allowed to name but you all know who it is and sure my beard gets some praise now but i was a stubble guy for a long time and i still use harry's blades to keep the edges of my beard crisp so it looks like i have a jawline and if you've ever tried to shave along the edges of a beard you know that you can go through blades fast because there's a lot of weeds to whack in there but harry's blades just keep coming back for more i'm not just saying it there's so much better than the junky stuff you get at the store that means a faster cleaner shaving and two you buy less blades because they last longer the best razors for less money brought right to your door i don't know how else to say this harry's is on top for a reason the best reviews in the business customizable delivery schedules so you get them when you need them i can't see a reason not to use Harry's. Getting ripped off isn't funny. Switch to Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash RTG. That's harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set. All right, fuck. This is like my fifth attempt at getting this fucking intro right. So if I screw up this one, you're just going to have to listen to a fucked up intro because I'm losing my patience here. Here's the music. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And this week it is episode 218. And I figured it's Halloween month, right? It's October. It's Let's get scary. We got to lean into the cliche. Let's scare it up. Uh, we're talking Dead Space. Not only because it's one of the scariest games I've ever played, but because it's one of the only scary games I've played that we haven't already covered here on the podcast. And I sincerely mean that. I am a pussy. For the longest time, Resident Evil 4 was about as scary as I could handle. And I am getting better. As I get older, most of my hair is already gray now, so it can't go white if I get scared. I'm I'm getting better at this stuff now. Uh, the thing is, while I enjoy them, I just haven't played a ton. But, I, you know, that said, I'll argue that very few of the horror games out there, whether I've played them or not, can stand up against Dead Space. If we were going to talk a scary game, Dead Space is the way to go because this game, my friends, is practically practically perfect not quite it's got some very minor scratches but you got to find them with a magnifying glass this game is almost flawless i just replayed it on twitch over the past week or so to get ready for this podcast it was my first time playing through it since my initial playthrough of it probably fuck what 12 13 15 i'm not sure how old this game is now but 12 some years like it's been a long time uh since i played it 
And I can't get over how well it still holds up. I And I hate to praise games with EA's greasy fingerprints on them. But this, this game is just superb. It is just outstanding. Uh, and for the record, if you are interested in checking out that playthrough, some of the videos from it are still available on Twitch. I'm still learning how to be a good content creator apparently twitch deletes your videos on demand after a couple of weeks so i've been exporting or exporting 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 i've been exporting them to youtube uh the entire playthrough should be the newest uh, iteration of adam sucks at video games it should be available on youtube by the end of the week i just need to find time to finish getting all the videos up there uh the first few should be up there by the time you hear this so youtube.com slash remember the game if you want to check out my playthrough and uh, twitch.tv slash remember the game as i plug all the time i am trying to get more and more active over there so swing by we get new listeners almost every day every time i'm on stream people come by and they're like hey your podcast sucks or doesn't suck I, i'll be fine with either of those just come and say hi but anyway uh we're talking dead space my pal patrick is my guest this week we went for about an hour on this bad boy we had a lot to say i will warn you we spoiled the fuck out of it it's like 12 years old or something we could spoil it uh but even if you haven't played it this episode's worth a listen. I don't I don't think this story is that spectacular to begin with. And so we are gonna spoil it. I don't think it's that great. Um, and I, and I, we won't spoil any of the big jump scares for you or anything. And I think this episode is just going to make you want to play dead space even more. I think this game's going to, this episode will convince you unless you're a pussy like me, then this episode might just scare you away. Uh, but we'll get to all that in just a minute because speaking of potentially scaring you away, it's time for another edition of the remember the game infamous intro. Five fucking tries. I finally got... That's as good as that intro was going to get. Fuck me. Uh, if you're new to the podcast, welcome aboard. Consider this your warning. Our intros are kind of long, but they're fun. And they're not half as hard on your heart as Dead Space will be. It, they're, it's probably harder on your ears, but easier on your heart. So uh, if you do want to skip it, if you're just here for Dead Space talk, go about 30 minutes up the road. I recommend checking out the intro. We talk video games and stuff. It's fun. I do have to get my plugs out of the way. It's how I pay the bills around here. We have merchandise, hoodies, t-shirts, coffee mugs, posters, all kinds of stuff. Rot, it, it, Talking incredible art that was all drawn designed by my man Joe. You can check out his work at 4545creative.com and you can find our merchandise at rememberthegamepodcast.com if you're interested. It is a great way to support the show and put a couple of bucks in our pockets. We split the, re I don't just rip Joe off. We split the revenue. So you're not supporting me, you're supporting an actually talented artist as well. Uh, and if you're like, eh, I don't need clothes. Not for me. I get it. You could always just consider supporting us on Patreon. It's about the best deal in the history of the universe for two bucks a month. You get two extra podcasts every week. So that's like eight to 10 extra podcasts a month for just $2. You get exclusive access to my gaming news show, Game Patch, every Friday, where I look at the biggest news in modern video games, and I add in my opinions and some profanity and stuff like that. And Expansion Pass drops every Thursday, and it's a different episode every week. We do rankings. We look back at specific characters, consoles, franchises. We do some comedy episodes. There's tons of spoiler-free modern game reviews in there. Uh, this past week on Expansion Pass, I counted down the 10 games I want to play the most, but haven't played before. Got a lot of great feedback from people. I think there's some surprises on the list for sure. Uh, I listed off a ton of honorable mentions as well. This episode was really kind of a sneak peek at the backlog from hell that I'm always talking about. And as is becoming tradition during the intro, here is a sneak peek of last week's episode of Expansion Pass. The 10 games I want to play the most, but haven't. 
Uh, Earthbound is one of my favorite games of all time. Mother 3 is very good. I've never played the first one where the whole trilogy started. It is available now. It's on the Nintendo Switch, on the Switch Online. It was added to the Wii U. I think I bought it on the Wii U and then never got around to playing it. Uh, I have no idea when I'm going to get around to playing Earthbound Beginnings, but there's just, I, I, I will be mother, it'll be a, you'll have to drag me into the depths of hell to kill me before I play the first and the final chapter of the fucking mother slash Earthbound trilogy. I am going to play that game someday. I can't wait to play that game. So number 10, I wanted to rank it higher. And that was the problem was I was like, this ranking list was really tough. Cause I wanted all of, I have, I really, if I listen, if I had the option, I would freeze time. For the next like three months and just plug away my backlog and knock at least these top 10 off these are all games i am desperate to find time to play at some point so that's now available on our archives and this week for expansion pass 132 uh, we're going to talk about PS Plus, the new PlayStation Plus tiers, the services they've rolled out. I've had PlayStation Plus Premium for a month or two now. I have a lot to say about it. I have some opinions. I'm going to share them. If you've been on the fence about upgrading your PlayStation Plus subscription, maybe this will help you decide one way or the other. Uh, it should be a good episode. So again, two bucks. Get to two extra shows every week, plus instant access to over 250 archived extra podcasts. And people have been asking, you can add them to just about every podcast service except Spotify, because Spotify doesn't play nice with others because they're on top of the world and they don't have to. But they're very easy to get all these episodes on your phone, and then the new ones just show up there, and you listen to them like every other, you know, blah, 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 blah. And not only do you get a ton of extra podcasts, but you also get a ton of extra stuff. You get access to our Remember the Game Discord, which is creeping up on a 1,000 members. You get a chance to vote our patreon poll at the end of every month and you get the ability to submit comments to be read on all of the shows and you can dm with me and you get a shout out and get to hear me mispronounce your name like i'm about to do to most of these people a huge thank you to all of our newest patrons jesse wilkes subpar nova subdued subdued i fucking love that handle subdued subdued wesley jason harushka tough and cool bb super smash controls john sheely greg bevington jeffrey gamer jeremy byers ricky ticky bobby wobbin i like that solomon soto zombie xy jake white danny young drew Dwayne, jeremiah platz e2 koivitsto Sounds Finnish. Darth Skywalker, Gold Coin Mountain, Mkoa, Impressive Beans, not like those standard regular beans that listen to Retronauts, Chad Newton, Tommy Bahama, Adam Goose, Denton Van Zan, and Postman. Thank you all so much for the support. Welcome to Remember the Game Industries, patreon.com slash remember the game. And to wrap up the sales pitch, two quick notes. We have annual memberships now. Sign up for a year at any subscription level. Just get your 12th month for free. And 5% of our Patreon every month is being added to a pool. We're be donating to the Stollery Children's Hospital as part of the 24-hour charity stream I do at the end of every year. We're around $2,300 now with still two months to go. So thank you all so much. You're helping the kids. You're helping me. You're helping my dog. You're keeping the lights on here, and I'm giving you a ton of subpar gaming podcasts. It's win, 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 win. Uh, and like I said, you can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash member the game if you want to come by, or youtube.com slash remember the game. I'm going to try to start uploading more of my Twitch uh, replays over there so you can find that stuff as well. All right. That's enough blowing myself. Let's blow some of you by blowing in some cartridges. It is our opening segment here on the show. I read a few comments and questions from our patrons, usually gaming related, but not always. And we call this segment Blowing in the Cartridge. He blows all right. He blows big time. That's it, honey. Get into the spirit. 
Let's blow our first blower this week is un 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 ungloma ungloma. I I have no idea how the fuck to say that. Ungloma. Whew, that's, I think I fucked that up pretty bad. I don't know. Sorry, Glama. I don't know how to say this. Uh, do you, Mr. Blank, or any of you hot dogs out there feel guilty just playing video games? I've stumbled over a new kind of problem in my own life. I have always played and collected games since I got my 64 back in my golden gaming years. But as I've gotten older, house restoration, work, and other pressing matters keep piling up. And I feel guilty every time I sit down and try playing a new game. I want to enjoy a couple hours a week playing. I just can't. Best regards, George Long. Long time, or pardon me. Best regards, George. Long time lurker here. Sorry for the bad English glamour, uh, grammar. Jesus Christ. Sorry for the bad English grammar. I'm from Norway. Dude, you killed it, George. I'm from Canada, and all I've ever spoken my entire life is English, and I can't fucking do it. So you're doing better than me already. I butchered the fuck out of that. And George's grammar was spectacular. My ability to read was uh, really, really bad. This has been a terrible fucking start to the podcast. Anyways, uh, to answer your question, George, yes, I have always, well, not always, but uh, since I quit my day job, I felt guilty about playing games. As long as I had a job, I've always been the type of person that like, I need to get my, my chores, you know, my responsibility. I got to get my shit done. And then once it's done, I'm like, if I just want to sit here and play video games for five hours now, I got all my shit done. I'm playing. And whether that meant, you know, I just got home from work or it meant, you know, I cut the grass and did the laundry or fucking, you know, did whatever I had to do as long as I've, and I still feel like that today. As long as I feel like I've put in a work, uh, a hard day's work and I've gotten everything done that, and I'm not being a lazy piece of shit. I, I'm like, no, nah, fuck that. I, life is too short. I'm going to enjoy some of it by playing video games. Everyone deserves to have the chance to relax. I think the only people that should feel guilty about gaming are the people that aren't taking care of the responsibilities. They're just gaming. So, but I do feel that way. Even now that it's my job only in the last, yeah, I still argue I'm not quite there, but I'm getting close now. Just now I'm finally allowing myself to play video games during the day when my podcasts and stuff are done. And I have to, cause there's no way I can get all the games done. I got to get played for this podcast, but I've always felt guilty playing them during the day when I'm like, I should be doing something, even though this has become my job. So I, I totally get it, George. I don't think you're alone at all. I guarantee you a bunch of people listening to this feel the same way. You feel guilty when you sit down and try to just sneak in a little bit of game time, uh, get your shit done, put in a hard day's work. And then I think reward yourself, enjoy yourself, give yourself. I try to leave myself a day a week. It doesn't always work. Um, and I know I've got it easier than a lot of people cause I don't have kids or anything, but I try to leave myself, if not a day, at least a couple hours that I can just do whatever the fuck I want. And if it's playing video games and so be it, if it's playing poker, so be it. If it's, you know, rubbing one out, I mean, that only takes me like a minute and then I go back to the video games, whatever, uh, treat yourself, George, don't feel guilty. You work hard, treat yourself to some video games. Great English. Thank you for writing in. Ocelot of Woe wrote in and said, A friend of mine tells me not to play the new God of War on my PS4, but to wait until I get a PS5. Since he doesn't pay any of the bills in my house, I'm going to do what I want. My, I'll do what I want. My question is, do you think that there are some games that people should wait to play until they get their hands on one of the newer consoles? This is hard for me to answer, Ocelot of Woe, because... I'm not the world's biggest graphics guy to begin with. And I've had the newer consoles for quite a while. So I don't mean to like you know, take out my dick and be like, I have the new consoles, but I, I haven't played a lot of games that are, cause I know I get what your friend is saying that like, I feel that way too. Like horizon forbidden West was available on PS4 and PS5, but that game was gorgeous. And I'm sure it looks fine on the PS4, but I'm like, no, wait and play it on the PS5 and play it as sexy as possible. Uh, that said, particularly if you're not a graphics snob, who fucking cares? Play whatever you want. But what do I think 
uh, I, I do have a few games that I'll recommend. If you can wait, wait until you can play them on a next-gen console. Uh, Doom Eternal. That was the first game I played on my Xbox Series X. And so I can't technically speak to how it looks on the Xbox One, but it looks magnificent on the Series X. So I recommend waiting for that. I think it goes without saying, wait to play Cyberpunk on the next-gen consoles because it doesn't fucking work on the last-gen consoles, or at least it didn't. The God of War 2018, I actually... That's what I got my PS5, was in the middle of my God of War PS4 playthrough, and I transferred my save over and continued playing it on my PS5. It was a notable difference. So I would say if you can wait to play that on PS5, do it. And Horizon Forbidden West, I think that game is stunning-looking. And uh, probably best experience on the on the PS5. So, and then I if 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 Resident Evil Village is on both, uh, and I think it is, then I would recommend waiting to play that on next gen consoles as well. But if you don't care about graphics and stuff, to me the big thing is the 60 frames per second. Any game that'll let me put it into 60 FPS, I'm not a big tech guy, but man, it's hard to go back to th like going back to 30 FPS after playing 60 is like going back to standard FTV after playing HD or watching HD TV. It's fucking insane. So that would be a few of my picks. But yeah, do what you want. That said, PS5s are becoming a little bit easier to find. So if you can find one and you can afford one treat yourself just like i said sometimes you got to spoil yourself uh thanks for writing in tristan mcsquish i like that name wrote in and said adam i've been hesitant in writing this in but i uh but i think i should though i do worry it might be a bit heavy for the normally light-hearted mood of your podcast so here goes i'm not sure how to say this but thank you let me explain a close friend of mine named johnny committed suicide last november and it still feels fairly fresh i despise that work in society thinks that i should continue as normal my friends and i were always amused when we played games together as he'd regularly go into bill burr like rants similar to your angry adam when we play and get stuck in an area unfortunately his loss also means my friends and i who played with him regularly almost nightly for five years just can't play certain games anymore but all that said and as sad as it is, as sad as it is thank you again because through your ranting and the way you talk about games in general you bring a smile to my face when i need it most and allow me to remember him in a happier way after talking with a dude semi-nightly for a decade straight it could be hard to accept that they're gone but i think i found your podcast at the right time because it's been helping me accept the loss and cope with the grief i'm sorry this was so long but again i can't say it enough thank you if you or anyone else wants to help keep his memory alive i recommend listening to whiskey row by john little on youtube johnny was a country boy and wrote some slapping songs in the future if you like i can share one of my favorite johnny stories for now thank you for helping me accept a painful loss uh, i don't have any stupid comments to make here believe it or not uh first of all i'm very sorry to hear that tristan and uh obviously much love to you and your friends and to Johnny's fam. Uh, I won't say I'm not going to sit here and fish for sympathy or anything uh, and pretend that this guy was like one of my best friends because he wasn't. But a good buddy of mine uh, from high school, unfortunately, uh, took his own life a few years ago as well. And it's just I'm sure we're not the only ones and I don't want to bring the show down or, you know, uh, make it a somber tome. Uh, but anyone that's felt that sting, man, that is a, that is a sting that fucking doesn't go away so i'm sorry for your loss thank you for uh letting me be part of your life thank you for listening to the show i'm glad it's helping and uh, i just cannot stress this enough if you're listening to this and you need to talk to somebody there are options talk to somebody for the love of fuck please talk to somebody message me i don't know i'll make a stupid joke i'll yell at you i don't whatever you want just talk to somebody uh so thanks for sharing that tristan uh oh my <laughs> 
Uh, oh, um, I forget. I was like, what the fuck does that say? Um, I forget. Wrote in and said, Mr. Blank, your squeaky voice teenager on The Simpsons is spot on. Thank you very much. I don't know what a donair is. I've seen stuff on Trailer Park Boys advertising it, and you talk about eating them. A Google search just confused me even further. Your podcast is awesome. Gets me through both my jobs. Seems like you're living the dream in a non-sarcastic way. I very much am. Um, I forgot because of people like you. So thank you. Uh, dude, I'm so... I'm not dunking on you at all, forgot. I, I forget. I decided to read this on this for the, for the very purpose of saying, I'm so sick of people giving me shit about what donairs are. I've tried to explain what donairs are a million times. Google it. Apparently, they're the same as gyro or gyros or however the fuck you say it some people say they're not some people say they are i have people telling me i don't know what a donair is suck my balls i eat them with the very mouth that's saying the words you're hearing right now i know what a donair is it's mystery meat seasoned to perfection boiled in its own grease cut off of a giant skewer wrapped up in a pita bread thing with sauce and lettuce and tomatoes and onions and cheese and all kinds of and it's delicious it's the best hangover food in the world and if you don't know what they are i'm sorry you're just missing out but if you keep writing in and not you i might forget but i mean in general if you people keep telling me that i don't know what a donair is i'm gonna start blocking your asses because i know what they are because i fucking eat them you don't know what they are get the fuck out of my house google them donairs delicious each one takes about three days off your life, though. Uh, Michael Praje. Dude, I don't know how the fuck to say your name, Mike. My Mike. Mike Prajes. Praj? 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 MP. MP wrote in and said, Hey, dude, rummaging through the backlog of you remember the game, and I had a question to shoot your way. Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. Any thoughts on covering this beauty, this gem, this knockout of a game on there? Podcast has come one hell of a way. Keep up the stellar work, and maybe I'll see you at a show the next time you're in Toronto. Uh, thank you, uh, MP, for writing in. Uh, yeah, we'll definitely do Twilight Princess at some point. I, I don't always, dude, almost every week I get three or four comments from people asking, are you ever going to cover this game or this game? And I don't read all of them just because like we're up to 60 some blowing in the cartridges every week. And it's just really difficult for me to read all of them. Uh, but I just, uh, Twilight Princess is one that comes up quite a bit. I played about two thirds of Twilight Princess on the Wii when I first came out and I didn't care for it, but I think that's because I just hate the fucking Wii. I have the GameCube version sitting right here, four feet in front of me on my shelf, courtesy of my friend Daniel who lent it to me to play it. I have a GameCube sitting right here, three feet in front of me on the shelf. Those those measurements are approximate. Uh, I don't know when, but I will 1 billion percent cover Twilight Princess. If anything, just for the downloads because Zelda episodes always do big numbers. Uh, I just got to get around to playing it again and I don't, I don't know when that's going to happen. But yeah, some point we will definitely cover Twilight Princess. Uh, Graham I wrote in and said, I'm sure I'll take some heat for this comment, but I feel it's in your best interest, Adam. It's time to retire the Mario tax when you score games. I get it's your favorite game, but other great games may miss out on a top score. Just my thoughts. Keep up the great content. I am never opposed to legitimate feedback like this, Graham. That said, I do retire. I'm not going to spoil the episodes. But there are one, two, maybe three. I know for a fact there are two games in the 218 episode archives of this episode or this show that aren't Super Mario World that have gotten the perfect scores. And there might be three. I want to say there's three, but I can't think of what the third one is. But there are two. So I'm not going to retire the Mario tax, but I will say there is the very, very occasional game that uh, overpowers the Mario tax and manages to get the reluctant perfect score. But it's very, very, very rare. I refuse because most games aren't as good as Super Mario World, and I'll die on that hill. Uh, John Truckasaurus 
wrote in and said, Hi, Adam, I just saw the Mario Brothers movie trailer and it felt weird. I'm not saying it's going to be a bad movie. It's just adding celebrity voices to these mostly silent characters that we've all known for decades. Or It's just that adding celebrity voices to these mostly silent characters we've all known for decades doesn't feel right. Chris Pratt doesn't even do the iconic Mario voice we all know and love. What are your thoughts on this movie? My apologies if you've already covered this. I did talk about it a little bit on Game Patch last week for our patrons, uh, but I'll get into it because I have been getting so many messages from people. We had half a dozen people blowing in the cartridge this week asking about the Mario Brothers movie. I have seen the trailer. I like it. I know some people are dunking on Chris Pratt as Mario. I like Chris Pratt. I'll be honest. Yell at me if you want to. I like the guy. So I'm I'm intrigued by it. I thought it looked great. I, I, I Visually, I thought it looked phenomenal. I think Jack Black is going to fucking murder it as Bowser. I adore Jack Black. Bowser's my favorite video game character of all time. Yes, fucking perfect. Uh, I, I think Chris Pratt's going to do well. And the thing is, I know a lot of people are saying that, you know, we're used to like the... Uh, you know, like, wahoo, Mario voice. But I think that that would get incredibly old in a 90-minute movie. Like, if there's a lot of dialogue, as I assume there's going to be, I don't know if I want to listen to him just like, where am I? What is this place? Who are you? Oh, my God. Now what do we do? Uh, it would just, I think it would run its course. I, I think, and the thing is, for old school fans like myself that grew up with the Super Mario Brothers Super Show with Captain Lou Albino, that's my Mario. That's the Mario I want, you know? that's So I'm I'm down. I, I can't wait. I cannot fucking wait to see this movie. I, I love the casting. I think Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong is going to be rad. Charlie Day as Luigi is going to be phenomenal. I can't remember who voices most of the other characters, but uh, I'm excited. For all of you that have been asking me how I feel about this movie, I, I cannot opening weekend, no doubt in my mind. I think it's going to be, I think I, I will, oh, Fuck, I was going to call my shot, and as of right now, on Tuesday, October 11th, 2022, say that when the Mario Brothers movie comes out, it'll go down as the greatest super video game movie of all time. But I... Yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to... I'm. I just probably fucked that movie for all of us, and just jinxed everything. But I am going to call my shot. That's... We're going with it. I think it's going to be outstanding. Best super video game movie ever. Can't wait. Finally. Holy fuck. There's been a long blowing in the cartridge. It's letter time. It's letter time. Alaskan Bullworm wrote and he said, what's the difference in your experience of a game when you're playing one for the podcast versus just playing one for enjoyment? When you mentioned you were going to be reviewing Pokemon Legends Arceus, I wanted to be able to contribute to the conversation in a meaningful way. And all of a sudden I felt this pressure while I was playing. I found myself taking a lot of notes and exploring the game in more depth than I might have otherwise. I also didn't want to play under the influence of anything in case I glossed over any important details details uh that's a good question alaska bullworm honestly i don't really change the only real way that i change games when i play them for the podcast versus when i play them just because i want to play them is i sometimes i i binge them like i'm doing with grand theft auto 4 right now because i because hopefully that's gonna be next week's episode uh because i want to get them done so i can do the podcast whereas like if i was playing it casually I'm like, I could just, you know, throw it on when I want to play it. When I don't want to play it, I go play something else. So I guess if anything, that would be how games change for me when I play them for the podcast is sometimes I do almost feel like I'm forced to play it as opposed to I want to play it. And that can change the way you look at a game. But on the same note, it's also made me stick with some games that I probably would have just said, yeah, this is not Shadow of the Colossus is outstanding. And if I hadn't played that for the, the, the show, I think I would have said, I don't want to play this because I don't like the controls. 
Uh, but I stuck with it, and it turned out to be a, a, a fucking gem of a video game. Grand Theft Auto. I've never finished a GTA game, and now I finished San Andreas and Grand Theft Auto Four the last two years, both for this podcast. Uh, and I probably never would have played them otherwise. So in a good sense, the show changes the way I play games because it forces me to stick with a game that I otherwise wouldn't stick with. But in a negative sense, sometimes I'm like, I don't want to play this anymore. I'm kind of like, Pokemon Legends Arceus is a perfect example. If I had had a year to just pick that up and play it whenever I wanted to, maybe I would have liked it more. But the fact that I played through the whole thing in about a month and I just, it was like, I'm like, I got so sick of the fucking dialogue in that game. Uh, but had to keep going back to it. It almost hurt it in my eyes a little bit, if that makes sense. But I don't really take notes or anything. I just, I count on, I count on the old noggin to just remember what anything I want to talk about. So, uh, and if you are interested in my Legends Arceus is one of those modern game reviews that's available for $2 a month at patreon.com slash remember the game. Anyway, all right, let's move on. Thank you so much to everybody that wrote in and blew in the cartridge this week. As always, I can't get to all of them, but I'm very grateful. Let's change things up and let's get into our Smash Hit segment, the official game show of Remember the Game. Play one, remake one, erase one. And a huge thank you to Classic Concentration on the NES for unknowingly providing us with the theme music for the show. The rules are simple. Every week I give our patrons three retro video games. They can play one as it was released, remake one as a modern game. The third is a race from time forever. And as always, there are no wrong answers, but there is a right one. And we'll get there in just a minute. Uh, this week I decided to go with three retro horror games that are not Silent Hill or Resident Evil. Because when one of those is on the chart, they dominate. So we got Fatal Frame for the PS2, Fear 2 for the PS3, and Condemned Criminal Origins for the Xbox 360. They might be on other consoles. I've actually never played any of these ones. So I'm just telling you what consoles the box art I found was on them. Uh, 29% of our listeners said they would play Fear 2, remake Condemned, and erase Fatal Frame. Let me see what a few of you had to say here, then I'll tell you what the right answer was. Darth Skywalker wrote in and said, This one is quite... Skywalker? I just caught that. I thought it was Skywalker, but I think it's Skywalter. Anyway, Darth wrote in and said, this one is quite easy. Play Fear 2. Game still holds up, and it was one of the definitive titles on the PS3 X, or of the PS3 Xbox 360 generation. Remake Fatal Frame. Amazing concept, and with that Japanese horror touch that only they can provide, but suffered with some clunky mechanics that could easily be solved with a remake. Erase Condemned. Never played it. Never wanted to. Don't care. I normally dunk on people for erasing games that they've never played, but you seem to have some love and some logic behind your lad, your uh, reasoning for playing and remaking Fear and Fatal Frame. So, all right, fair enough. Well played, Darth. You get a point. Enjoy your cookie. Uh, for some reason, it put the username and then their comment on two separate pages of my Word document here. Super Smash Controls said, hang on, let me scroll to the next page. Hey, Adam, I would play Fear 2 because that game hasn't aged badly at all, and that reflex time and ability that which slows the game down gave me huge Max Payne vibes. I would remake Condemned because we need a game that focuses on melee combat, puzzle solving, searching for fingerprints, gathering evidence, etc., and I would drop Fatal Frame six feet into the earth because it already got a remake on the Switch. I've never played it, but using your camera obscura to defend yourself against horrifying ghosts that pursue you sounds stupid as fuck. I'm here to fuck ghosts up, not take photos of them. For the record, you're not getting on double secret probation for this because there's no official rule so i can't sit here the only official rule is that you have to play one remake one and erase one traditionally i say that if you don't remake a game that has a remake you erase its remake but i i'm just now we're getting into the whole well what if you went back in time and made out with your grandfather would you still be born so i and i'm not making out with my grandfather so i'm not gonna fucking Hold your balls over the fire for that uh, Super Smash. I like. I will say, the fact that you compared Fear 2 to Max Payne 
gets me a little hot and horny. I that now I'm more interested in Fear Two than I was 90 seconds ago. Uh, BB wrote in and said you have to play Fear Two. The Fear games are amazing just the way they are. Remake condemned. It needs a fresh coat of paint, and I would erase Fatal Frame because let's be honest, no one really knows this game. Oh fuck! I for the record, I didn't say. Listen, BB, there is a very vocal, small portion of our community that has been up my ass to play Fatal Frame for four years. So don't yell at me. Yell at BB. I'm sure you can find BB on the internet. Just yell at anyone on the internet with the initials BB. Tell them you can stick up for your you stick up for your precious Fatal Frame. Uh, BB continues. P.S. I know it's Halloween, but can let's play remake and erase some good. Or uh, but can we let's pl- can but what but can. Let's play, remake, and erase some good shooters. Oh, I think what you're saying is, can we do a play, remake, and erase with some good shooters? It's enough with the scary games. Now, I originally, so when I put your comment into my notes, I was like, fair enough. I like criticism. But then I got thinking about it. We did shooters last week, didn't we? With Half-Life. Didn't I do Doom, Wolfenstein, and Duke Nukem? I think I did. So, no. Next week, I'm going to make, even though it's not going to fit, because it's going to be probably Grand Theft Auto 4, if as long as the stars are and I get the episode done, I'm going to put three horror games in there. Uh, <laughs> just for spite. And then Subdued Subdued. Fuck, I love that name. Wrote in and said, I hate horror, so I'm going entirely by box art here. Play Fear 2 because it looks the least likely to cause involuntary urination. Remake Fatal Frame because someone's bound to like it. Nowhere in the rules does it say I have to play a remake. And Erase Condemned because it looks the scariest. Uh, you know what I like about your logic is that your name is Subdued Subdued. And you hate horror and you're ranking them in the order that you think they would scare you the least. I name checks out. Well done. Uh, for the first time ever, I myself am picking my order 100% based on the box art. Cause I know nothing of these games and I'm agreeing with 16% of you, including Joe Kirby who wrote in and said, man, you picked another good batch of games. Here's my reasoning. I never played condemned and I've always wanted to. So I'll play it. I'll remake fatal frame because that game was amazing. And I'm going to have to ax fear too. It's a good game. And the series is phenomenal, but it doesn't stack up against the others, which is fascinating because everyone in the comments was like fucking play fear too uh that's the same order i'm gonna go in i'm gonna play condemned just because i think it's got the most interesting looking box art of the three i never do just by box art but i don't know any of these games i'm gonna remake fatal frame because while i know a bunch of you've been on me to play it a ps2 game needs a remake of most of these three so i'm gonna go by that and i'm gonna erase fear too because i don't care for your box art or the fact that you spelled your name f period e period a period r period just a real pain in my ass so i'm erasing fear two out of spite that's my logic. And that's it. Uh, what have I been playing over the last week? And then we'll get into talking Dead Space. I've been playing Grand Theft Auto 4 like a fiend. Trying to finish it. I'm very close. Hopefully that'll be the episode next week. I'm, that's what I'm aiming for. I've been playing Dead Space. As you probably are aware, we're about to talk about it. And I've been playing Shovel Knight Dig on my phone, which is a new roguelike Shovel Knight game. And uh, it's not bad. I might do an expand. I might do an expansion pass about it. I'm not sure if there's enough meat on the bone. It's been a while since I dropped one of those. I don't know if there's enough meat on the bone for a full review of it on expansion pass. But when I'm done it, I'll decide. But it might be. And then I'm hoping... Once I've got GTA 4 off my plate in the coming days, I'll be firing up Star Wars Episode 1 Racer on the Nintendo 64 because that's a Patreon poll from two months ago that I need to get to. And I'll be firing up uh, Ogre Battle March of the Black Queen or whatever the fuck that game is called. Uh, you all know, those of you that know, know. 
Uh, that's the next sponsored episode that I have to get to. So I'll be firing that up in the coming days as well. Let's talk Dead Space. That's why you're here. I've gone on long enough. I like to give my listeners a chance to sound off before my guests and I hog the spotlight. We got a ton of comments this week. I'm going to rip through a few of them here really quickly. Stephen Parnell said, I love this game. The jump scares and the weapon system that I thought were awesome rather than, than just being bullet sponges. You actually have to strategically cut off limbs. It can be very fun indeed. Also, the powers are cool. Nothing's more satisfying than cutting a monster's claw off and then impaling him with it. Uh, I agree on every single point. The combat in this game is awesome. The jump scares are awesome. The being able to throw body parts of enemies at enemies is... You're going to hear all about this again, but it, fucking all awesome. I love this game. Lugnut said, Glad Dead Space is getting some love. To put this into perspective, I'm a huge horror game fan, and my favorite movie of all time is Alien. Mash those two together, and this series scratches the deep itch that I have. I play this series at least once a year. Can't wait for the remake. It looks amazing. I fucking... I can't speak to the movie, uh, the Alien movies, because I haven't seen them. I know, yell at me. Uh, but I cannot wait for the fucking remake either. Look, now, we talked about that a little bit toward the end of this episode. Lord Drominix wrote in and said, I'm so happy you finally decided to cover this gem of a game. Seeing you play this on stream has me itching for taking, or has me itching to take my PS3, blow the dust off, and play this bad boy again. I remember when I played this back in high school, I'd never been a fan of scary games, movies, or any scary media, but this game was recommended by my best friend. I usually played it from 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. because that's when I was done with my schoolwork. My friends would message me through PSN Network saying I was crazy for playing Dead Space at that hour. Gory as fuck. Love how the game uses music and sound effects to have you on your toes the whole time not knowing when necromorphs are going to come in i am planning on tattooing isaac's suit on my gaming arm to show how much love i have for this game p.s if you haven't played this game keep an eye at the and then it cuts out bum 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 i fuck yeah i i love the idea of the tattoo as well yeah this game's fucking what else can i say this game slaps we're about to i'm gonna explain why in two seconds last comment Total condom wrote not total total condom Said, when I got my Xbox 360 back in the day, I really only got it to play Halo, Left 4 Dead, and Oblivion. My dad saw how much I had and got himself a 360 as well. He was a big fan of Doom and Quake back in the day, so naturally he gravitated to sci-fi and horror shooters like Fear 2 and Dead Space. I gave it a go one day just because it was a game that was there, and I absolutely fell in love. My all-time favorite game is Resident Evil 4, and this felt like that game but in space. The atmosphere, the weapons, and the gameplay kept me coming back for more, and that plasma cutter, what a fantastic weapon. You literally just summed up the whole episode in about eight comment or eight sentences total condom i'm a huge resident evil 4 fan as well we talked about the comparisons between this game and resident evil and it's time for you to fucking hear them let's get into it right now my buddy patrick and i are going to talk oh wait i gotta queue up the music sorry so let's queue up some music and when it stops, my buddy Patrick and I are going to talk motherfucking Dead Space, which originally released in North America on October 13th, 2008. Enjoy the podcast, everybody. Let's go. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Podcasting is a weird job because I talk to you nerds all the time. Every day, I tell you all about my life, the good and the bad. The ugly... I kind of keep that offline. And it's not that I don't want to talk about it. I'd love to talk about it. I just need to pick and choose who I talk to. We all have stuff that just lives in our minds, rent-free, 24-7. Talking about them can really help because the longer you keep something bottled up, the more likely it is to blow. You've heard me say it before and you're going to keep hearing me say it. Therapy is the way. Therapists can be that ear to bend when you really need to get something off your chest and don't know who to talk to. And better help is a great way to go about it. I don't BS you guys. I don't say I've used something if I've never used it. I've personally talked to a BetterHelp therapist about the stuff 
stuff going on in my personal life, and I genuinely found it helpful. To have someone to talk to that doesn't have any skin in the game, that can just listen and try to help me come up with a roadmap to get through the tough times... It's just invaluable. It has seriously really helped me. I've talked to my therapist through video and you can do it that way or you can do it over the phone or even just over chat and they give you as many schedule options as possible so you can work a session in around your life. It's licensed therapy as convenient as it gets. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash remember the game today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash remember the game. Okay, uh, joining me via the blank phone this week to talk Dead Space. And let me just say, before I introduce my guests or anything, holy fuck am I excited for this episode. It's Dead Space. Dead Space is the best. Uh, joining me is someone else who thinks Dead Space is awesome. And that's my man Patrick, returning to the show. Patrick, what's up? And do you think Dead Space is awesome? I think Dead Space is awesome. Yeah, Absolutely. fuck yeah, you do. Uh, I gotta... Dude, let me just ask you, before we get into... and like. Full, just, we are going to spoil the fuck out of this game. We talked about this off air. Admittedly, I don't think the story of this game is that great anyways, but we are going to talk spoilers. So if you've never played it, uh, you can beat it in like two or three days as long as you've got the nerves to sit through it. So I recommend go play it and then come back. Uh, let me Before we get into anything, I was just thinking about this off air, dude, before we started. You're my go-to guest for Game Boy games. You're the Game Boy guy. You love the Game the Boy. The Game Boy guy. But... You've also been my guest for Resident Evil 4. You were my guest for Silent Hill 3, now Dead Space. And so it's just, I find it so polarized because, like, you're the guy that I call when I talk scary games, but then you're also the guy I call when I talk Game Boy games, which is, like, the least scary console ever created. So yeah. what's I'm what? I'm happy to be in this lane. Yeah. What's the deal? Like, is it, do you use the Game Boy to offset the scary games? Like, what? I just, like, why do you like scary games? I think I'm, I'm just a 35 year old man that's caught between like not letting go of his childhood and, you know, all the benefits of enjoying scary things as, as an adult. All right. I can, I can get up. I was just, I, I never, I never put that one and one together. And then literally as I was coming up the stairs to sit down to call you to record this, I was like, Fuck it. Like, the Game Boy might be the most innocent video game console yeah. of all time. Yeah. And then, well, you know, like, we, we've talked about where this where this intersection happens of, like, being a child playing a, a Game Boy and then getting introduced to Doom on the computer. Yeah. And, like, Doom, Doom sets the path for all of the other things that I end up loving, music and movies and, and science fiction and horror. And that's, <laughs> like, that's where my life was tainted by that game. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Cause you, yeah, you're right. Doom. Fuck me. So then, like... Fuck, is there a scary game on the Game Boy? I would there, argue actually, some... Uh, somebody did make a fan um, RPG. Like, uh, there, there, are, there are like game developers that are making um, ROMs for the Game Boy that you can put on, like if you've got Easy Flash or, um, sure. or a Mega Drive or something. And then you can also buy cartridges from them. And there, did, there was somebody that did make like a horror RPG that was like uh, pretty fun. I can't remember the name of it now, though. That's right. Uh, you know what I was thinking the scariest game on the Game Boy is? Is Donkey Kong Land because... That game shouldn't be on the Game Boy. There is a there's an Aliens game. I think Aliens Three is on the Game Boy. Really? Fuck. It's terrible, but it's <laughs> not scary. But <laughs> it's Dude, on there. I wonder. 
Sorry, everybody. We are going to talk Dead Space. But, like, I wonder... Fuck, I wonder what the Game Boy's batting average is. Like, if you were to just randomly... If you were to just randomly pick 10 Game Boy games. Like, you took every Game Boy game ever made, put the cartridges face down, and you just picked 10. How many are good, do you think? And I love the Game Boy. But, like, there... Boy, there was a lot of... There's a lot yeah. of not good on the Game Boy. There is a lot of not good. I but that yeah, that, I agree. That makes the good better though. Anyway, uh, well, the next, you know what? I feel like the last couple times you've been on the show, it's been scary stuff. So the next time you're here, we'll talk Game Boy game. Uh, yeah. we'll do something nice. Today we're talking we'll do Dead Aliens Space. Three. What's that? Aliens. Three. Yeah, yeah, we'll do the yeah, we'll do <laughs> Aliens Three. It's just uh, a scary <laughs> Game Boy game, and we fully realize this. Uh, this partnership. You know what's scary in Game Boy games is when the fucking battery light is flashing. That's right. And yeah. you don't have any more, and you're in the backseat of your car on like a long drive. That's what makes a Game Boy scary is when you yeah. thought you're gonna have to talk to your parents because your Game Boy is dead. Uh, we're talking Dead Space. We're not talking Game Boy today. We're talking Dead Space. I gotta say, dude, I fucking I played this game about a year after it came out. And this is one of the games that I've been getting asked to cover on the show for quite a while now. And I just want to make sure everybody knows, like, I've played it. Like, the only reason we haven't covered it on the show is because for the first couple of years, I was reluctant to do PS3, Xbox 360 era games. And then once we did start covering PS3, Xbox 360 era games, I was like, well, I need to do a replay of this before I could talk about it because I only ever played it once. And the lasting memory, the lasting impression I had from this game was that it was awesome. And I'm so happy to say that sitting down and playing it for the first time in probably 12 or 13 years, uh, those memories are accurate. This game fucking slaps. And you were saying you just you you only finished it like an hour ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I powered <laughs> through it to be able to uh, to keep up. For, I love that. Today. Th- thank you for your dedication. Um, I mean, I I had. I played this, yeah, same thing, like, when it first came out. Like, uh, I, I would argue, like, in my opinion, this is the greatest game on the Xbox 360. I, I'd stand by that. Uh, Boy, I don't... I can't think of a, a, a game that is, like, this good from that console. That's gonna fucking... There are people... Uh, you know what? Good. Yeah. There, there's gonna be people arguing, but I don't think anyone's gonna be like, that's insane. Like, Show if, me... I, I would love... I, you know, I'd love to be proven wrong. I would love to sure. hear somebody's opinion, but show me a game that is the first game in its series that takes a formula and then revolutionizes on everything like innovates everything that was already existing because you can argue that this is this is uh, you know resident evil 4 in space yeah but everything they did they innovated on all of the things that were done and it makes it so fantastic and nails the atmosphere everything i I fuck i just for what it's worth like you've got me thinking about like what my favorite fucking 360 game is fuck i love dude the xbox 360 was such a beast i don't know if i can i mean yeah my my, great game Mine might be Bioshock, but this is up there. I agree. I agree. Like that's a great point, and that's yeah, what I was going to say. I would argue, yeah, Bioshock would be a close. It, yeah, it, Bioshock does something very similar, where you're like, it a game that has almost no expectations because it just almost comes out of nowhere. Yeah, exactly. And then it hits you with like a fantastic story, great atmosphere, great gameplay, and just kind of does a whole bunch of new innovative things. Totally. And I don't think saying that Dead Space is the best game on the three, people might argue, but no one, if you don't think that's a legitimate, like a fair, fair take, you've never played Dead Space. It is a lock for top 10. It is so good. And, dude, you brought up a great comparison, and that's where I wanted to start, is, like, everyone knows I'm a pussy who struggles with scary things. <laughs> and I'm slowly getting better at enjoying scary things. But the first survival horror game, if you want to call it that, that I ever played was Resident Evil 4. And to this day, you and I did the episode of Remember the Game about Resident Evil 4 is, to this day, one of my absolute favorite video games ever. I adore that game. That was what got me to play Dead Space. 
was that I had just got a 360. I was just getting back into gaming. I'd finished like Gears of War and Halo 3 and stuff like that. And I was like, I need something new to play. And this game was getting great reviews. And it looks, obviously it's not Resident Evil, but it's that third person over the shoulder combat that I love. Uh, it, I, if you, dude, you can absolutely see the influence of a game like Resident Evil 4 on it, which I think is like the highest of praise. And I'll even Absolutely. go one step further to say that, well, I think I like Resident Evil 4 better. I I would argue Dead Space is a better game. I don't... Resident Evil 4 has a, has a better story. Uh, Dead Space has better atmosphere. Oh, dude. Dead Space... And like, fuck me, dude. This game, you were just talking about, I played through this entire game on stream. And by the way, I'm uploading all those play videos to YouTube. So if you're interested, uh, youtube.com slash remember the game, you should be able to find my complete playthrough of Dead Space over there. Uh, I played through this odd stream and it really does take away from some of the, the what's the word I'm looking for? Horror, I guess, the scariness. Uh, I, yeah. I don't know the proper term. Like, it, you know, because you got people to talk to and stuff like that. But either way, dude, when you're wearing headphones and you're trying to play, like, it's it's not a matter of if this game will scare you. It's a matter of how many times. And it does kind <laughs> yeah. of rely on jump scares, but I think it does them in a really good way. Like, it's the way that you can hear fucking, you walk into a room and you can hear something in your headphones and you're like, fuck me. Like, there's something in the vents or there's something yeah. in the next room. And it's you know the jump scare is coming, but then it still gets you. It's yeah. It's I mean, you can't cheap. you can't talk about this game without mentioning the sound design of this game. Like oh. it's, it's it's almost perfect. Yeah, it and that's, is. That's like uh, that's so nice to see in a game where like in a movie they say um, you know sound design is fifty percent of your experience. Um, and in video games, it's it's always been you know in, especially in retro gaming, uh, sound design has been one of the things that it's kind of secondary, right? It's like, what's the first thing to go when there's low memory on a cartridge is, is um, we see that in love games between like Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis ports yep. is cutting sound design and sound quality and having a game that really like above all else, it's, yeah, it's frightening to look at some of these monsters, but the sheer terror of the sound of some of these things and not only just the sound of things, but the lack of sound of things oh. moving into those like anti-gravity or, 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 you know, yes. going into the, into the um, oxygen-deprived uh, environments and it's just completely quiet. When and then it, having, like, the door open up and, and the sound blast hits you and you're just terrified trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah, dude, it's fucking... A lot of people commented on that when they were watching me play it, too. Like, when you go into those outdoor... Outdoor, I guess? Out of the ship or those zero... Gra anywhere where the sound goes, like, really... Like wrong, yeah. wrong, wrong. Then, space, basically. dude, and like then you fucking blocking. you take damage, and you're like, "What the fuck is hitting me?" And then you turn around yeah. and look, and there's one of those creatures right behind you that you normally hear screaming, but you can't hear. Like, what's that saying? They can't hear you scream in space or whatever. Uh, yeah, it is fucking. It is terrifying. And I agree, dude. Uh, most, I mean, by the 360 era, I wasn't like when I play NES and Super Nintendo games a lot of the time. Now I'll mute them and like listen to a podcast or like put a you know a football game on or something like that uh by the 360 era and the ps3 i wasn't doing that quite as often but even so i agree dude this i will argue and i haven't played everything but i'll argue the two games i've played with maybe the best sound effects like this were dead space and um hellblade have you played hellblade which one was hellblade? it's a it's a modern game like xbox one uh hellblade uh, no, I don't Oh yeah, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I have played that game. And yeah, like, where where the the constant like uh, speaking and and talking, um, 
uh, going on, like in the yeah. character's mind. And stuff, yeah, you can hear the voices in her yeah, head, yeah. like telling yeah. her she's yeah. gonna die. That's and a stuff. good. Yeah, it's fucking and, insane. And this game has that too. This game has a lot of that. Um, the the whispering of like Isaac's name, just very kind of hidden underneath some of the mechanical sounds and stuff. Totally. It's and you know what's wild, and to me, one of the things that makes Dead Space so incredible is that the sound, like you said, is is uh, perfect. It, I, I, like it's a ten. It's perfect. It it, and, it nails the atmosphere. It really ramps up everything you're seeing visually. Yeah. Because it, you know something about Dead Space. Like if I had one complaint, is you start to see a lot of the same stuff. But I mean, given that it's it's a ship and it's a contained environment, you know, and almost military-like in its environment. Um, yeah. But the sound of stuff, just the like the sound of gears turning and just engines and things always going, and then as like stuff gets rattled or things fall the false jump scares or something Ugh. doesn't happen but something falls and then and then just the sounds of the the creatures and something this game does so great it's just the sound of the monsters where you know like you know what's coming up or based on the sound yeah uh, each individual thing you, you can kind of you start to hear you you don't necessarily see it but you go okay i know i've got to deal with these particular yeah. enemies like uh later on when the um when those like the exploders, those dudes with the big, uh, I hate the big arm, I, yeah, that big stack, and I you fucking hear that hate screech, that. and you're like, okay, I know, I don't know how many I have to deal with, but I know that they're gonna be running for me. It's like those those little fucking pug looking things with the three tentacles that come out of them. Those I, are awful, yeah. I fucking hate them, but you know that you're right. Yeah. They all have these distinct sounds, and it's not just the sounds that they make, but like you'll be walking and then fucking uh, like a. You don't ever have to find out what it is, but like the sound that like a crowbar or like a pipe that fell off a shelf would make. Yeah. And you hear yeah. that and then it's and it's in like the right side of your earphone your headphones. So you whip around and there's nothing there and you're like, fuck me. Like I know something's <laughs> about to come out and try to kill yeah. me. Like, God damn it. Yeah. And and what I was gonna say is like to me what's so spectacular is that the sound in this game is so good. And the and like when people were watching the streams and stuff, and maybe it's because you're not wearing headphones, maybe it's not the same, but like everyone was talking about how great it looks and the physics engine mm -hmm. and the, the enemies, the way that you uh, can the, shoot them and dissect the them. The dismemberment system is fantastic. Yeah. Like that, all of that stuff is so good that like it, it, to me, it speaks to just what a complete package this game is that the sound design is, is impeccable. And it's almost like, I would argue it's almost third on the depth chart of great things after the way it looks and the way it plays. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. Like, and that's, and I don't mean that that is nothing but like the highest of praise. Like, uh, because let me just say, dude, uh, like I'll go to the graphics next, uh, and we'll get into the story and everything, but like it, I, I, I was playing it on the series X, but it was the Xbox 360 version on game pass on the series X. So maybe they up it a little bit, but looking at it now, I'm like, I'm super pumped for Dead Space remake, and I can't wait to play it. But I'm also looking at this now, like it doesn't need a remake. It's still, no, like, no. Like I played it on on Steam, and and I mean it's an old game, so my computer where it's at now can handle this at you know top specs, and it it looks fantastic. Like there was there was a few uh, character models that I'm like, okay, this looks dated, some hair animation and stuff, but yeah. the actual gameplay. It, you don't even care about that stuff because no. it's so good. It's like, so good. It's so like visceral and just the, the the depiction of like body horror is just like it's such a great genre of horror and like just something that like anything the, the greatest movie of all time is john carpenter's the thing and anything that has that same feeling is immediately great just that like the idea of, of things like exploding out of people's bodies or bodies becoming those monsters and mutating into these things it's just it's so phenomenal it's fucking terrifying and it's done so well and the, and the idea of like 
you have to dismember them. There is no just shooting it in the head. Like, you yeah. know, Resident Evil were taught, like, blast it in the head, that's going to get rid of it. And then, you know, Resident Evil 4 throws, throws that on its head by having, uh, you know, things come out of their head and now it's a whole new enemy. And this is like, no, that won't work anymore. You've got to cut off all the limbs. Yeah. And not only that, but you can take those limbs now and you can shoot them back at the enemies with telekinesis. Yeah. And, like, it just keeps adding layers of, like, yeah, we thought of one great thing, and now we just made it even better with this other thing that we innovated on. Totally, I'll go as far as to say, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not like the fucking know all end all of video games, uh, but like, I don't know if I've ever, at least up to the up to Dead Space, I remember like one of my lasting impressions of this game was like, I don't think I've ever played a game where where I shoot the enemy matters so much because like we're all like you said in most video games, you're just trained to go for the headshot, right? And in this one, like, if you only go for headshots, it's you will die. Like, it expects you to fucking pick these enemies yeah, you apart. Have to yeah. And what's and rad? That's what's so awesome is like you have there is no weapon. Like, it's not a gun you're you're shooting. You know, it's like it's like a rivet gun or yeah. A, you know, it's it's not, it's engineering tools. It's stuff designed to fix things that he's using in the in the heat of the moment to dismember these monsters. Yeah. It's, it's such an awesome idea. And the way that they fucking design these monsters where like if you if you shoot their arms off, they can keep walking toward you. If you shoot their legs off, they'll use their arms to pull themselves toward you. You remove the head, there's a headless fucking alien crawling all around like the like the anime they look so like I know it's the same half a dozen animations, but they look so they don't look it. Like they look so real. It's fucking, yeah. it's so easy to tell where you shot them. Like, and I'll, and like, I always go for the legs first. Cause I'm like, then they, then they I have saw to that when I was, when I was watching, when I was watching your stream, I saw that you were a leg guy. Always. I'm generally a, uh, like, I am arm, a leg man. No question. Yeah. <laughs> I am a leg man. Because if you take out the legs, now I got time to fucking pick you apart with your crawling yeah, towards yeah. What are you not, you don't go for the legs? I see. I, I have a different strategy than you. And I, I kind of, I didn't know when to bring this up, but. What I love about this game is they offer you so many different weapons, but yeah. you don't have to use any of them. So I did my entire game with just the um, just the line the line gun, the um, the the plasma gun, the plasma and cutter, the flamethrower, yeah. the okay. plasma cutter and the flamethrower. Those are the three weapons I go through the whole game with. And so my strategy is I blast, I carry the line gun like a shotgun, and I shoot for the top half of the enemy first. Okay. And I do that as like a, a kind of damage control. And then I will switch to uh, uh, the plasma cutter and I'll start picking apart that way. And that's, that's how I go through the game. And let me, oh, that's interesting. And let me just point out, uh, is there, and people were saying it the whole stream and you're all right. Is there a better starting weapon in the history of video games than the plasma cutter from dead space? It is it's so, so good and like most video games like you start out like most shooters you start out with like a pistol or whatever and then like you can't wait to get better weapons and get rid of it but like anyone that is there anyone out there that doesn't use the plasma cutter the whole game that uh, that yeah. thing is so precise and so tight and then you can level it up and then the way you can the most brilliant second gun in the game for my money is just the way the plasma cutter can turn from shooting horizontally to vertically yeah and it's yeah, so perfect yeah. for just dissecting enemies. And it's just, I carry other weapons, but I don't really care about them. I use them when I need yeah. them. But like, just, I only really use them when I run out of ammo in the plasma cutter. Yeah. I, I, I love plasma that weapon. cutter. And then just the, the bigger, better version of the plasma cutter. And then the flamethrower just to take care of certain enemy oh, types. Those fuck, dude, I should, like, I like the Ripper because I, I love the idea that you're just literally it's, it's for the, super fun yeah like if you've never played the game everybody the ripper is literally like a fucking handsaw 
like a circular saw. But the blade like shoots like five feet out in front of you. It just floats there. And it's awesome in it's concept, right. but it is a real pain in the ass to use. Because yeah. the enemies but can like walk past it. Yeah. And get between yeah. you and the anyway. Uh the I just yeah, the plasma like so let's get into the gameplay, because that's the point of the game is the gameplay. Yeah, the, the plasma cutter slaps. I fucking love that goddamn thing. And uh I, I just I I guess I'm curious what you think. My only minor criticism of this game is that in the last so I think it's twelve chapters, and I would argue the last twenty-five percent of the game. I, I feel it becomes a little bit less about trying to be scary and a little bit just action shooter. And if I have any complaint about it, it's not even that it's bad. I still really like it. But I was like, it does it does feel like toward the end of the game, it just turns into wave after wave of enemy. And yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, there There's like a, a particular part where you're like, this is the last kind of uh, curveball they throw at you with the enemies. Because something that the game does great is you're introduced to a certain group of enemies and you, you see them over and over and you start to develop a strategy and you're like, okay, these weapons work great with this. And the way I'm playing is, is, is working out and you start getting comfortable and then they start introducing different enemies yeah. and they start throwing these different enemies at you. And then once you get comfortable with all of these enemies, then they start creating harder versions of those enemies. Yeah. Like the, like and they like look like the, they're burnt or something like, yeah. Black, yeah. Like oh. those all, yeah. Like the dark, the dark uh, colored versions of them. Is, yeah. And, and they're like much harder to deal with. And, and you're in a, you're like in a panic trying to fire on these things. And they're just, it takes so much ammo and it, it can really, uh, really chew through your, through your ammo. Hey, dude. And then like, and the fucking, and then, and then they start running at you like super fast. Yeah, I can't remember that, what... yeah, exactly. Then they, they, yeah. So then they start doing like the the guys that are they've mutated with the stasis modules, and now they're they move way faster. That's what it was. The same yes. time to think. There was like a storyline explanation for it. I couldn't remember yeah. why, but that's yeah. what it was. They like yeah, they the, stasis, the stasis like stasis fucked up their bodies yeah. or something. Uh, yeah. So that's even harder. Like I to me, that's maybe the most terrifying part of the game, outside of when you're in space and the and it's quiet is when you you hear the noise that an enemy is coming and you're used to the enemies that like when they see you they start running at you but you got time to take them down and then toward the end of the game the last few chapters you turn around and those fast moving things are like on you so you need to be quick with either a weapon or your stasis to like freeze them and it adds so much more tension and you're right i it does such a like like i mean it's dead space is not the first video game to start out kind of simple and then gradually like every video game does that. But like the way that this game does it without ever changing what the game is, uh, is, is brilliant. Like they don't have, there's not 300 different kinds of enemies. Like I would bet there's a dozen different enemy types. It's just that then they, then like you said, they mutate those enemy types or they throw them at you in different scenarios. Uh, or you have to come up with different yeah. strategies to take them out, and it's just or di- different different combinations of that. Yeah, of a few of them. Put yeah, together. or you're fighting them in different areas where maybe there's other environmental, like those fucking fans that if you step on them, they just shoot you up into this to the ceiling and kill you. Uh, <laughs> which mistake you only make once. Uh, oh my god, dude! I just, I, I do think it gets a little bit shooty at the end. But the gameplay yeah. is so fun that it's not the it's not the end of the world. It's not like and that's like I think it's also because that's where the majority of the story kind of compacts. Like there isn't a whole lot going on. They're hinting at few things here and there, but it's that last chunk where they're like, okay, now we're presenting you with like everything that's going to unfold. Yeah, everything's been building up to this last kind of thing, and 
and but, then it is just becomes a like hope you've learned how to deal with all of these enemies yeah exactly yeah if you like i feel like this would be a, the type of game that if you put it down for six months like if you were two-thirds of the way through and then walked away for six months and then came back you might be fucked because like oh, yeah. it, it, you need to be in shape to get through the end of the game like you yeah. need to know your shit know how your weapons work you know be, be you, you got to be on the ball i i agree with that uh i wanted to ask you i I'm not going to say that the story is bad because I like the concept of like, they went to the ship and then looks like shit hit the fan on the ship. Then you're trying to figure out what happened. Uh, and then there's the whole marker thing. And then it, again, spoilers, we're talking about them. It turns out that the marker was like an artifact they found on earth and then they manufactured it and then they brought it up here and blah, 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 blah. Um, I'm not going to say the story is bad, but I will go as far as to say compared to the gameplay the audio, yeah. the graphics. I I think the story leaves a little something to be desired. I, I think they, they do a better job with it in Dead Space 2 than they did in this one. Okay. Um, I'm we not won't, a big for the fan record, of, everybody, we won't spoil Dead Space 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I'm not a huge fan of, like, the, like, religious cult trope kind of thing. Me, no, me neither. Uh, especially in this, like, so they present it like, there, you know, it's it's this religious icon that was found on this planet, and then, you know, spoiling the story, it, it you find out it was created on Earth and brought up to this planet, and yeah. they realized what it did. So they're like, well, we're gonna we're gonna hide it and take it away, and and the whole thing was just this sabotage mission, basically to get rid of this icon. Yeah, yeah, it's not. The the, you know what's cool about this game is that, like, to me, a game like that, like. I don't know if it's necessarily a fair comparison to compare dead space to say silent Hill. Cause they're very different games, but, or even like resident evil four, like whatever, it doesn't matter. I just like, if the gameplay, like I'll be like, I don't think the, okay. So like, I don't think the gameplay of silent Hill is anything to write home about. It's the atmosphere and the story. And the gameplay yeah. is just what you have to use to tell the story. And to me, what makes this game so great is that like, I'm a story guy. I like a good story in my video games. And this game is so much fun and so tense to play that, like, I'm playing it and the story's happening and the story's unfolding. And I'm like, I, I'm i going to pay attention to it because, I'm, I, you know, I want to experience the whole thing. But I'm like, I don't I don't really care that the story's not hooking me that much. I yeah. The whole storyline that, like, his wife is there and he's – or is that is his wife? I think it's his wife. Uh, Nicole or whatever her name was. Yeah, yeah. His, his partner, anyway, his, his – clearly his his love interest um yeah. and you're like trying to find her and like i already knew what was going on with her because that was something i remembered from the first time but even then i'm like i don't like to me like while i'm playing it i'm like i just want to get the fuck off this ship like that anything else is yeah. happening is fine i just want to get the fuck off this ship and that's why i'm yeah. playing it you know if you're hearing this, you're probably a gamer. And for our kind, nothing is as precious and valuable as our save files. Have you ever experienced the loss of a save file? It's soul-crushing. Dozens, maybe hundreds of hours of work. Gone. Like that. But at the end of the day, it's a video game. It matters, but... 
kinda, you know? That exact scenario, but with a work project, an essay for school, data for your business, that's no joke. That can be really serious. You need a safety net. And I got you, fam, with my partners over at CrashPlan. Visit CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. CrashPlan has been protecting people's data since 2001. And a couple years ago, they set out on their own with one mission, to provide the best damn cloud backup solution on the market. CrashPlan runs quietly in the background of your computer or Mac and every 15 minutes on the clock they create a new backup of every file that's changed in that time. So if something goes wrong, God forbid, you don't lose hours, lose days, lose weeks of work. Just log into your account and you can download your most recent backup from the secure cloud servers. And there's not just one backup. There's a laundry list of them. You can pick and choose which one you want. It's like the ultimate undo button. If if you work on a computer in any capacity, CrashPlan is a must-have. And if you're thinking, ah, that's for big businesses, I'm just Joe Schmo. CrashPlan protects Joe Schmo. They offer a ton of plans and tiers. So there's a CrashPlan for everyone from small one-person businesses like me to you fancy businesses in offices with staff and free donuts and all that stuff. Time is money. Why wouldn't you protect your work? Spreadsheets, diagrams, videos, art, podcasts. CrashPlan has you covered. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Um, There's a really interesting, like a really great mechanic of the game is the way the story is told is there are no cutscenes. Where so like Resident Evil 4, the story's told through these big animated cutscenes, which, yeah. you know, you really want to pay attention to, and they really add to a lot of the atmosphere of the game. Whereas this game, everything is told through, like, there's no heads-up display, there's no there's yes. no anything. You know, yes. it's very minimal, which really lends to, to the atmosphere and really getting you into the game. And so the idea of, like, all the communication, all the stories told through these little video screen windows that pop up over the character's shoulders, yeah. and you can keep playing and interacting and doing stuff while that's happening. Yeah, uh, is is fantastic, and it it really like it, you really feel like the character, and like, like something we've we've talked about this before in in other episodes where games have done the same thing, where they've given the character a name and you get a brief glimpse of his face in the beginning, but he doesn't say anything through the whole thing. Yeah, and what that allows you to do is it allows you to become that character because now you're experiencing everything through Isaac. You're seeing everything is it, there's nothing to take you out. There's never any other. Um, you know, cutscene or, or anything else that doesn't make you feel like you're in this character's head where he's never saying anything and they're just presenting it in a way that um, it never takes you out of that. Totally. And it, it's so good. And that's a difficult thing to do with a third-person video game. Like, first-person, it's a little easier because it is yeah. through your eyes. Third-person, you're looking at the character you're controlling the whole time. And you're like, well, I know that's not me. But you're right. Yeah. It, they do do a great... And I will... I don't... We'll get into a little bit into the remake that's coming up. Uh, at the end of the episode. But I did quickly just want to say, I love that he doesn't talk at all. And they have given him a voice in the remake. Like he is going to talk. Oh yeah. And I'm still super fucking stoked for that remake, but I, I, I'm a little bit hesitant about that decision. Uh, cause I like the fact that he doesn't talk and I wanted to go back to something you brought up that I had on my notes here to talk about the HUD in this game is phenomenal out. It is literally perfect literally perfect you see his giant green health bar on the back of his suit it's super easy to tell how much health you've got left it never gets in the way doesn't seem out of place because it's the same color as those slits in his mask 
So it just looks so natural. And then to have yeah. the stasis meter there right beside it, it is yeah. just, God, I wish more video. I mean, I mean, in more video games in 2022, it's not a cra- it's not exactly a game changing thing to have no HUD. In two thousand and eight, this was a big fucking deal. Yeah. Uh and it, it is it is not, not only that, but the in, the inventory, the mapping, everything, the game never pauses. So even when you go into these things, it's it's just a, a you know, it's it's like a a projected yeah. screen off of the front of the suit that he's looking at. And you're looking at it as him looking at it over the shoulder, which is like when you're looking through the inventory through your, your ammo and stuff, you see the character's head move as you're selecting things as if he was physically looking at them, you know, doing some kind of uh, AI enhanced kind of HUD that it's following his eye movement, looking at the screen. Yeah. It's dude. And, and so like the game's not paused while you're doing that. Things are still uh, going on around. You, and that's like, which is very terrifying when you need oh, to uh, there throw are on moments, a stasis pack or, or yeah. something. There are moments where that frustrated the fuck out of me because I was like trying to get a hold. Because you can quick heal, like on the Xbox controller, you hit the X button mm-hmm. and you will use one of your health kits to, to heal yourself. But like, yeah, if you want to go into your inventory and be like, how many health kits do I have left? Do I have any stasis? Like, what? Yeah. Like, like you, can't, you cannot yeah, you can't, you can't pause. Quick, you can't quick load air canisters if you need them. You can't quick load stasis if you need to reset. Yeah. It. You can't. Other like, than, you, other than the, the wall mounted units that you use, if you're using them in between those, you have to stop what you're doing go into the screen and quickly select it yeah and there are times where it's a panic decision oh. where you're like you're trying to frantically grab a stasis pack while on enemies you know on the ground coming out of stasis yeah there's been a couple there was a couple of moments where i would i would come across a store and i would try desperately to use it because i'm like i am out of health i need some fucking health and i'm trying <laughs> super fast to go in and buy one but i can hear the enemies coming up behind me and like it's not a, it's at times it pissed me off that the enemies never fucking stopped because i was like just let me catch my breath but like i also it is it, it it makes the game so much better you literally the only time you have to catch your breath and stop in this game is after you've killed all the enemies and even then you never know like fuck i was playing it just last night and i was drinking a glass of whiskey while i was playing and there was one point where I thought I was done. I picked up my whiskey and right as it got to my lips, suddenly a fucking enemy dropped out of a vent. And I was like, shit! And I'm trying to put my whiskey down. And then I go to shoot it, but my gun's out of ammo. So I'm trying to reload and run away and fuck. It is, this game never lets you breathe. And it's perfect. It is so intense. I, oh my God, I can't not just blow smoke up this game's ass. I don't yeah, think every, there's anything about feels it I don't like. like. Everything feels like it was done with a purpose. Nothing was done like, okay, well, let's just add that. It was like everything was done to make it a specific feeling in a specific way. And yeah. It, it just, it's, they didn't oh. just go, well, this is what other games do. Yeah. You know, I, it's, it's only a third-person shooter because they couldn't invent another style of, of game uh, for it to be, right? Sure. They're like, we'll make it a third-person shooter. But everything about the third-person shooter is something they that hasn't been done. You know? Yeah. They just keep creating this whole in-game universe of things unique to this game and it's, it's so phenomenal oh it's outstanding i i did think of one thing i don't like about this game uh maybe my only i don't want to make it sound like it was a gripe of mine to be like oh it turns into a lot of shooting at the end because i still think it's really fun um the one thing i hate about this game are the couple instances where you have to work the fucking like big gun where you sit in the chair the god that's my I, least favorite thing that's i the only thing i, I like. hate that shit yeah. in every video game that's why yeah. i don't like Star Fox because i just don't enjoy I, those types of I, games i don't like it specifically in this game because it doesn't feel like it fits it doesn't this at game all does, this game does so much right when it comes to 
flipping the script on the way things have to be. So like the tentacle monster yeah. is a perfect example of like you, you play the whole game standing up and now you've got a creature that you have to shoot from the ground as it's pulling yeah. you. Yeah. Or and, and that's and hard. It's, it's presented a whole different way. Same yeah. thing with the ending boss when you're flipped upside down and you're trying to aim in a way that you've never done before. Yeah. But when it comes to the, the guns, it's so frustrating because it never feels like anything moves fast enough. Like when I was playing, I was playing this on, on the computer on Steam, and I was playing with a controller. But when it came to those uh, turret parts, I would crank up the DPI on my on my mouse, and I would just play with the mouse so that I could move quicker and and get through those parts. Because something I remembered from the first time I played it on the on the 360 was those parts being very frustrating. Ah, uh, they're brutal. And this is gonna sound dumb, and I know some people are gonna make fun of me for this, but I I know you're gonna understand what I'm saying. When it makes me, because there's two instances where you have to sit down and use this stupid. If you don't know what we're talking mm -hmm. about, it's like. I don't know, like every other fucking game does it where you sit down at like the, the fucking controls of like a Gatling gun and you move the crosshairs and have to shoot. In this case, you're shooting stuff that's coming toward the ship you're on to try to stop it from, you know, destroying the ship. Uh, it's going to sound, it's going to sound stupid, but it made me feel like I was playing a video game. Like the game is so engrossing yeah, and it almost yeah, makes you feel yeah. like you're up there on the, sh like almost like yeah, a movie yeah. at times. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot. Like this is, this is, this is. Star Fox, you know what I mean? Like this is now I'm just playing yeah, a video yeah. game. This is this is Star Wars. I'm, I'm yeah, X-wing shooting shooting asteroids. Yeah, like, and 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 like and you're right, dude. Not only like you already mentioned stuff like looking at the map, looking at your inventory, using the store, and how all of those things feel so seamlessly just interwoven with like interwoven with playing the game. It never stops. Even the mini games, like when you come across the target, uh, the, the shooting the, gallery, the shooting range, or the basketball the, thing, the gravity basketball, yeah. Um, even those don't feel completely out of place. They still feel seamlessly yeah. intertwined it feels like a, with as the game. A, as, as a reason to be on the ship. You yeah. Know, people were there to enjoy stuff. You know, if they're living on it, it, it makes sense to be recreational things like totally. that. Totally. And I love that, like, if you go into, like, the... When you go into that fucking zero-gravity basketball, there's enemies in there. And you're like, what yeah. the fuck? This is supposed to be the mini game. This is supposed to be where I catch my breath. Even those are done in a way where, like, they really just... They're like you're gonna you're you're gonna come into our game. You're gonna close your door, and you are in our game. And then for some reason, just those. I'm so glad the final boss wasn't having to shoot something with the fucking on rails, fucking in chair, like because it just yeah. is so out of place. And it, and the fact yeah. that neither one is optional pisses me off yeah. too. Yeah. Ah. Anyway, I had to bitch about something. Like otherwise, you have to give it a perfect ten, and I can't do that. But. I, I don't know if I could think of anything else I don't like. I didn't like those, and... Uh, they do a good job of making you not like some of the characters. Oh, dude, I but didn't trust Hammond that, that, that whole game. They do that for a, a purpose. They, yeah. they definitely lead you down one path, and, and you know it ends up being another, and they make you really hate certain characters. And I think I popped into your stream and you mentioned hating um, the same character that I was, because when I looked at where you were at, we were at almost like, oh, you were 20 minutes ahead of me, right. and you were mentioning hating... Um, it's uh i think it's hammond hammond i hate that guy yeah i, I was like all he does is bark no, orders no, at you yeah. and i don't trust yeah. him fucking yeah. guy yeah and then it turns out he was fine yeah. it was it yeah. was fucking yeah. what's her yeah. name was the bad the whole time kendra yeah. ah. kendra was fuck leading astray the whole time fucking assholes man i don't trust yeah. anybody on that ship but she seemed like the one and like to their credit maybe some people thought that twist was going to be obvious that she was the bad guy but i thought they did a phenomenal job I like I thought Hammond being a bad guy was maybe a little bit too obvious, but I did I and even after playing it once, I did not remember that it turned out yeah, she I had, would fuck I had forgotten end. I had forgotten the, the, the twist to so to 
say of it too. Oh. I definitely was thinking like Hammond's got to be the bad guy. Like he's doing a lot of shit that is bad guy shit. Yeah, like 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 Isaac and 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 what's her name? The I can't remember her name. Kendra. Kendra. We're yeah. both like, yo, I don't, I don't. I mean, Isaac doesn't say anything, but like. Yeah. I think the general consensus is like, I don't know, we should be going in there. We should get the fuck out of here. And Hammond's yeah. like, no, we're well, going in. It's our mission. Here, here's something I, I had a bit of a complaint with the story is you're you're going along doing this stuff, and then all of a sudden, like, you're hearing the, um, the, the, the doctor, the scientist who's been there the whole time who's creating these monsters, who's clearly, like, insane. Yeah. And then uh, you you meet this this other guy who starts telling you like yeah we got to get the marker we got to we got to put it in place and you're just like okay I guess I'm doing what this guy says and Kendra's like be careful he might be crazy and I and I don't understand really when the switch happened where I'm like why am I doing what this guy said all of a sudden like yeah. it seems counterproductive to what I was supposed to be doing that's yeah that's that, that becomes like the MacGuffin for the whole twist of the story yeah and that like to me just goes back to like. I guess you can call it a criticism. It's not a big criticism to me because I don't particularly care, but like, I don't think the story is anything to write home about. Like I always, I know it is oversimplifying game development, but I always look at game develop. Like when they develop a game, I I look at it as like they're creating a character and they have a hundred skill points to, you know, spread out however Mm -hmm. they want. And like, (laughs) yeah, I feel like this game maxed out everything else. And they were like, we only have four points left for story. And they're like, oh, whatever. Good enough. Like, um, not that it matters. The game is still so fucking so goddamn much fun. Uh, fuck. There was something else I wanted to bring up and I don't remember what it was. What, Um, uh, what, what is your least favorite enemy to fight? And what is the scariest one? Okay. Uh, that's a good question. My, my least favorite enemy to fight is probably... The most annoying are anything really little, but mm-hmm. the one I probably hate the most are those fucking big, creepy looking. I called them the fat guys. Those giant guys that when you blew them up, they exploded and little guys came out. Uh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. fucking yeah. hated them. What about you? Yeah. I hated them. Um, I'm but let me sorry. Let me just say I, I did. Like I don't hate them because they're bad design. They were just like no, no, no. They were the yeah, ones. I hate that, the swarmers, like those little, those little, little things that jump on you because they eat so much health. But yeah. that's why the that's why the flamethrower is the perfect weapon yeah. to carry because it takes care of those. Yeah. The flamethrower is also very good for the the brute, the really large character, uh, because if you hit them with stasis and then you um, take them down with a a line gun, uh, the the missile or the um, the kind of bomb thing. Yeah. And then when he's down. The, when he's down, you burn him with the uh, flamethrower. It, it basically kills him in one cycle. Like you can get you can get through him. I have no problem with the brutes with those oh, wow. two weapons. I I uh, will like, say the no, the brutes no the brutes are sick. That fucking one where uh, maybe my favorite part of the whole playthrough was when you're you're in the bottom of the like engine room or whatever, and you find yeah. Hammond, and he's on the yeah. other side of the glass, and then that brute comes out and kills him. Yeah. I was standing yeah. on the other side of the glass laughing at Hammond. I was like, that's what you get. Cause I, <laughs> and then he, great. and then all of a sudden the brute breaks his fucking, what seems to be un- unbreakable glass. And I have to fight him yeah. in the engine room. Uh, it was, Oh, fucking sick. It's so tense. Okay. Sorry about that. Everybody. We just, uh, phones fucking hate us. Uh, technology. Maybe it's the aliens trying to stop us from talking shit about them. Uh, we were talking about the scariest enemies and I have one in mind that fucking freaks me out every time I see it, but I'll ask, what were you, what's the one that you that scares you? So I think I think the scariest uh, enemy in the game is the the divider. Which it's that, that really tall, thin, thin character with the he's the torn lab coat. He shows up later in the game. 
He's super. He's kind of like a Slenderman type character. He's yeah. really long and lanky. Yeah. And you shoot him, and he and he bursts into all the little multiple uh, like thing segments, or it's like the head with the tentacles and the arm and stuff. Oh. But just the sound of that character is so frightening. It's oh. like uh, it's like it's like a big long whale sound. It's like this haunting. And it's so scary. And then you see them, and they're just terrifying. And then they burst into arguably what's like the hardest. I hate when you like like you mentioned the 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 big fat characters where they burst out with all the the swarmers we've got something extra to deal with on top of the character yeah it's like that guy it's like the hardest swarm of things to deal with afterwards yeah especially because like the idea that he's made up of all these little things yeah. like and like oh it's fucking gross i yeah, yeah. i yeah that i hate that too. the one that creeps me out the most is and you don't fight too many of them they're like the giant bat moth things that like eat oh, bodies, yeah. like they find yeah. bodies laying around and eat them. And there's one particular so, point right near the end of the game where you walk into a room, you have to go find a battery and you walk into a room yeah. and there's just one of them on a window, like looking at you. Yeah. And it's, it's, those, those, Oh fuck. I don't like those terrified me so much where I was, I would go around every time I played dead space. I've done the same thing. Anytime there's a body lying around, I'll just go and stomp all its legs and arms yeah. off. So that if, if one of those things takes it over, there hopefully is nothing to like i've i've done it very successfully in, in a few uh, rooms where i feel like one of those things just flies around doing nothing because i've killed all the body i've crushed them like if you just break their legs they'll come back as just arms dragging yeah but if you get rid of all the appendages there's nothing for it to to come back with yeah and so they just fly around you can just shoot them they, oh. i hate them so much so i'm just like every single body i'm using extra ammo to, <laughs> to destroy the bodies or I'm stepping on every single body just to be like nothing's coming back alive yeah they they creep me the fuck out man i don't like yeah. moths like moths creep me out in real life <laughs> and like the idea that these things look like giant alien moths that fucking eat yeah. people i'm like ah uh no yeah i fuck ah but the enemy design is so good and you know what else i love about this game is the lack of boss fights because i hate boss fights i have talked about this on this show a million times four out of five boss fights suck and i won't move off that point they're not fun they're just bullet sponges and they suck and they're not inventive or when they do try to get inventive then you have to solve some stupid puzzle to kill them and i hate that fucking too uh i don't particularly like the boss fight where you're fighting what looks like a giant anus with hemorrhoids and i don't know how else to describe yeah, it that is what it looks like the leviathan the first one yeah and you've got to whip yeah, yeah, the like yeah. the you whip like yeah. the gas canisters into it and shoot it and stuff yeah and you fight it in zero gravity uh i don't love that boss fight but it's okay uh i i will say i actually don't hate the final boss because the final boss is so easy and yeah. i liked that it's, i was like it's just... clearly laid out where you're like i don't have to figure out what to do here like just shoot the glowing orange yeah thing. it's got giant glowing yellow just do that until it's dead yeah and it's not that hard to dodge and i'm like yeah. god bless you and that's a note for all of you game developers out there you don't have to throw this fucking 3 billion hp bullet sponge boss at us that we have to fight a dozen times to beat your game i like it but i listen I give me an escape sequence over a final boss every time at the end of a game. But if you are yeah, going to give so me a final like boss, like your game dead space just stressed me the fuck out for 10 hours. So thank yeah. you for just giving me a bit of a break. I would argue the only break in this game is the final boss. Cause it's not that hard. It was nice. Yeah. I was able to just catch my, and I spent like 15 minutes fucking selling everything and loading up on inventory and health packs. And I was like, all right, here we go. I didn't need any of it. It was perfect. Ah, anyway, love yeah, it. And, and what I think is, is great. Like, so they, they give you the, there's only three boss fights. Um, but 
what they do is they have those those two chapters where you're that the hunter the thing that regenerates where it's like you have to fight it but you can't actually you you, you can't actually kill it you know you yeah. got to do something else to it and most of the time you end up running away from it like yeah regenerating you got to slow it down like that thing's terrifying yeah it is um but i like it i like like i think it would have taken away so much from this game if it had just been like 12 levels with 12 bosses yeah you know what i mean yeah, yeah. like and yeah. i like that you have to backtrack in this game but it never feels repetitive Right. Like you the environments back, change, yeah. everything yeah. changes, the enemies. I want to say, I think the enemies are like procedurally generated. I think they're random. Um, yeah, there's, there's a, yeah, there's, um, there's a video online. You can watch the, um, the creator talk about it where they, they mentioned that they, they have multiple spawn paths with all the vents. So if you go a certain way, it'll spawn up a certain spot. But if then if you move to a different area, it'll spawn another one from a different area. And it, it's, yeah, it's slightly randomized. That's brilliant. Because that gives it yeah. so much... Re like, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I, I only ever played it... I played it when I first beat it. And then I played it this past couple of weeks. And it'll probably yeah. be another decade before I play it again. Not because I don't like it, but because it, this game takes a couple of days off your life. Yeah. <laughs> this game takes a toll and like the idea of beating it and then hopping right back in to play it again i'm like fuck no i'm getting off the i feel like i got off this ship <laughs> i'm like i don't yeah. want to fucking go back there fuck that um the one other thing i wanted to say is i like that this game doesn't have a lot of stupid puzzles it's got a couple but they're not mm -hmm. bad you know like some games yeah. it's non-stop fucking you know, oh, I always use the example of like, oh, we have an elephant, a lion statue and there's an elephant, a lion pillars over there. How do you think we open this door? <laughs> I like that this game, there's like the odd thing where you need to use your uh, telekinesis to like move stuff around. It's, it's more, yeah, it's more like escort missions of like a piece of equipment and then enemies come at you while you're trying to do that. Yeah, it's not just like insult your intelligence puzzles, Yeah. Uh, which I, I just, I don't know, man, I which surprising because like a, a, a space based game like this on a ship, there would be plenty of room for like a connect all the wires to yeah, make the thing work. Totally. I'm glad that it isn't like that though. Cause again, yeah. I feel like that would have pulled you kind of out of it. Like I like that for the most part, you just kind of feel like, an, like you said it's, and you brought up a great point. You're kind of just like a normal guy with basic tools yeah, just, just fighting your way through the, the ship. Yeah. It's awesome. Oh, um, try to think, I guess the only other thing I semi don't like, and I don't even, but at the same time, I do. Sometimes the zero gravity rooms irritate me with the way they control. But I also mm -hmm. feel like that is kind of what would actually happen in a zero gravity room. Yeah. So it, it, it is. It, but it's also like it, it's kind of frightening because you get in and especially if you start jumping from wall to wall, you jump in, you're disoriented about like where it, are these yeah. enemies coming from? Kind of like position yourself. And I find myself just I'll just. I'll just jump straight ahead to the next thing and I'll like, I'll regroup over here and just see if I can get a better look yeah, at things. Yeah. That fucking part where you, there's like the, the piece of the asteroid or whatever, and you have to get on it and then put the tracker in it and release all the gravity oh, yeah. beams. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. died so many times there, but those fucking, yeah. <laughs> those arms, like rods that hold the, it in yeah, place. Yeah. And I, yeah. and I could not figure out where the fuck I was on it. And that's when I was yeah. getting mad. But I was also like, again, that it's probably realistic. It just fucking yeah. pissed me off. Um, I, I did the same thing too. I ended up just shooting for the top of the asteroid so I could land and then run and just completely miss those arms. So you just like right yeah. there, you know exactly where yeah. you're coming out. To. And then, and then when you get on the other side, it's those fucking scorpion just, things. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh god, this fucking yeah. game just and, never. And you're and you're you're running out of air during that time. Yeah. Ah, oh, 
It never lets you catch your breath. Dude, you know what one of the most terrifying points of this game is? Is the part where actually there's like more light than almost anywhere else in the game. And you're going through like a locker room or something. And you're looking for a nav, a nav card, but you're on limited oh, yeah. air and the room is yeah. full of fucking oh, yeah. aliens. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, what you're scared of is that I'm not going to get out of here before I run out of air. Because yeah. uh, you can't stop to fight everything or you will run out of air. Yeah. Oh God! I, I died the first time going through there, and the next time I went back to the store and I bought a bunch of air cannons. Yeah, and then and then the fact that there's no quick use of air cans, you've got to bring up your goddamn inventory, yeah. and while yeah. you do it, the aliens are getting you. Oh my God! I love this game. Um, boy, I think I don't know if I got. I think we've. I mean, I think we've touched. I mean, I don't know. I I like the upgrade system fine. I guess with the power nodes and upgrading weapons. I would argue the only things that I I, I only really put. Uh, nodes into the plasma cutter in my suit. Um, but oh yeah, so I, yeah. I spent I I put nothing into anything other than the plasma cutter and the line gun. Yeah, I put a little bit into like reaching further with telekinesis, but I did no health upgrades. Yeah, nothing. I just I maxed those two guns out and uh, and just ripped through everything. It, it doesn't really. It doesn't. I don't want to say it's an easy game because it's not easy. But like no, I don't think it's the. Like it's difficult. Clearly, difficulty wasn't their primary focus, and I think that's a good idea because I think if this is like, like let's, I know it's not Dead Soul or Dark Souls, but like if you had made this like super difficult game that was also terrifying and and like I I think it might be too much. Like if I was equal parts scared and frustrated, I might just be like, I'm not doing this anymore. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I think it's smart that it's not super difficult. Uh, because yeah, it's the tension kind of re, is what you're playing re, for. Retackle it from another perspective or kind of change your strategy. Yeah. You're given all the same tools to deal with stuff. Yeah. And, uh, and sometimes it's just, yeah, it's, it's just a matter of controlling your freak out when you're, you know, trying to, just, like the amount of times where I've thrown stasis at an enemy and completely missed because oh. I was panicking. <laughs> oh, when you're, oh, that's the one thing I was saying while I was playing is like, if I could change one thing about this game, I would add the ability to like quick, like do a 180 like pull back and like hit a or something and just do a 180 turn. Cause like you're running away and you know, they're behind you, but you don't know how close. And sometimes in that half a second you take to stop and turn around, they catch up to you. Um, but again, it yeah, all, but it I, all I adds to the I don't game. think, I don't think it needs that because that's, that's something you're coming from like resident evil four in yeah. a game where you have to stop the shoot. This is a game where you can just, you can move backwards and you could shoot towards the enemy as they're yeah, chasing. that's yeah. I just turn and run like a chicken shit. So right. <laughs> I, I don't have the balls to run backwards and shoot at them. Uh, oh, the last thing I wanted to shout out was uh, I love the fucking mechanic of clicking the right stick and Isaac just points his hand at the ground and a nice little beam yeah. shows up and shows you yeah. where to go. That's great. Yeah. I love that. That is. Yeah. I'll, that is, I'll know where I'm going and I'll still just use it to check. Just yeah. To make sure. It is so or smooth. It's great that, like you, you enter a room with multiple doors that you can clearly go into. Check. Where's the one I have to go. Okay. Now check all those other ones. Of course. Yeah. Go look at for supply. Dude. I love that. Cause is there anything? Oh my God. One of the things I hate the most about being a gamer is never when I come to a crossroads and I'm like, one of these is going to have an item and one of these is going to yeah. go carry on the story and I'm not gonna be able to come back and I don't know which one is which. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. yes, I, and even that, you know, the only game I think I've played that has a better, I guess, compass than this is, uh, if you've never, have you ever played ghost of Tsushima on the PS4, or PS5? No, no it, it's so good. It. And it's same thing. Like the HUD is like completely gone. And, mm -hmm. uh, what it does to tell you where to go is the wind blows and you can see which way the grass and stuff is blowing. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. It's like, it's set in like ancient Japan and it's, it's just yeah. so smooth. 
Um, yeah. But other than that, like this is because again, they, they want to keep that HUD as clean as possible. And that's perfect. No compass on the screen or anything like that. Just Isaac suit will tell him. That, that oh, makes yeah. sense. Like, yeah, like he checks his suit and his suit draws him out an AI. Yeah. Yeah, the, exactly. Oh. Like, it makes sense. Like it's there for a reason. So, okay. So we'll score this. And then I just want to spend like a minute on the fucking, on the remake. Um, first of all, let me just say too, I cannot believe I will. I, I, this has got to be the highest scored EA game in the history of remember the game. I just cannot, maybe someone will go back on the stats and be like, oh, NHL 94, you like better. Like, I'm traditionally very hard on EA, and I love yeah. everything. If EA made just these, I would be all about EA. I love this goddamn yeah. game. I forgot this was an EA game. Yeah. I, I mean, it's like one of their, yeah. like, other studios, but it's still yeah, it's yeah, under that yeah. EA umbrella, yeah. and it's not greasy yeah. at all. It's awesome. Um, how the fuck do we score this goddamn thing? There's 12 levels. Yeah. All right. There's 12 chapters. Well, yeah. Uh, so if you were scoring it out of 12, what would you score Dead Space? You know, like uh, 11.8. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then just I'll kidding. say I'll say 11.75 no, just to be, just as, you know, controversy creates cash. Yeah. Uh, I, I was so happy that we did this game. Dude. When you, when you text me and you're like, you're a Dead Space guy, right? And I'm like, uh, I hadn't thought about that game in a while. I'm yeah. excited to play it again. I have been getting asked to cover it for years, and I just had to find time to replay it. And then I was like, it's October. I want to do a couple of scary games. It's Dead Space. This is a great game to be playing in October. Oh, dude. This, if you're listening to this, I, I'm begging you. If you have not played Dead Space, play it. Play it, play it, play it, play it, play it. it is so, play it before the remake. Just in case the remake fucks up its legacy, you can be like, at least I played the good one. Uh, I know a lot of people love Dead Space 2. I remember liking it a lot. I don't remember liking it as much as this one. I don't remember liking Dead Space 3 very much, but I haven't played either of them since the one and only time I played them right after they came out. I'll, I'll probably jump into Dead Space 2 because of this, because I remember that one being fantastic. It it, it bumps up like the, the, the uncomfortableness level like way up. Excellent. It's I am 1 million percent. Game. I'm going to play it at some point for sure. Replay it. Yeah. Uh, are you, I'll ask you, like, are you, have you been paying any attention to the remake? Are you excited? No, I, I didn't even realize there was a remake. I, oh, uh, bro. I had no idea. They just released the first like gameplay trailer of it. Look it up. Yeah. It comes out in January. It looks dope. Um, it's, again, this is this conversation we had, I think, on the last episode on Silent Hill with The Last of Us. It's like I don't think this game needs it. I, I now I don't really. I, I'm I'm kind of getting I'm, I'm kind of getting tired of like remaking. Like just give us a new, better Dead Space. I don't That's disagree with like, you. I don't. But like this was one of those games. It's like Resident Evil Four. Both of the both Dead Space and Resident Evil Four. I have explicitly said they do not need remakes. Then yeah. I saw footage of the remakes and I was like, uh, okay, yeah, all right, I'll play that. It does look I, uh, outstanding, but I agree with you. I it's, would just a rather, I would rather a next gen version of this game. Just make a Dead Space Four. Totally, make it a whole new thing. Agreed. And and like just really knock it out of the park. You know what you did wrong in Dead Space Three? Just do do better. Agreed. <laughs> you know, like make Dead Space remake and just call it Dead Space Four. Yeah, I mean, I, just, like I, I'm a little bit. this trend of remaking stuff that doesn't need it, and it's. it's I agree, but like I also I know I'm gonna like add, that's why I'm Adam You're part of the problem. The problem yeah, part I am gonna fucking buy it, part but I do agree with you. It and I and I'll even go one step further and say like the Resident Evil Four remake, like Resident Evil Four needs a remake more than Dead Space does. Um, because I love Resident Evil Four, but it's got those fucking weird controls. And shit. Like I'm all about it, but I am excited yeah. for this. The other thing, dude, is if you've not seen it, have you seen anything of, or have you heard of a uh, Callisto Protocol? 
No. Oh, it's coming out in December, and it is from the original creators of Dead Space. It's like a spiritual uh, successor because Dead Space is like a different EA studio now. It's like Motive Studio now. Um, but look it up. It's coming out in December. It's my most anticipated game of the year. You're in outer space on like a space prison, and you're trying to break out. It's got the same health bar on the back of your suit and everything. It looks awesome. It looks so good. That might be your Dead Space 4 is Callisto Protocol. Look I it want up. to uh, I want to I want to shout out a game um, while we're doing this. Yeah. Um, for games that that like do something really great in this Resident Evil formula um, that like have a great atmosphere. Uh, it's a PlayStation Two game. It's called Cold Fear, and it's Resident Evil. It's this Dead Space, but it's set on a ship instead, and it's got some problems. The game's not perfect, but it is one of those things that like the whole time you're playing, the ship is moving, so your laser aiming is is always oh, moving. Sick. It's never. And uh, it's it's a fantastic game, and uh, I think people should play it. I'd love to cover it sometime. It's what? one that I've always loved from from the PlayStation Two. Uh, it's a Capcom game, and it uh, it almost feels like what like I don't know if it came before De uh, Resident Evil Four or after, but it feels like what they were trying to learn to get to Resident Evil Four. What's uh, what's it, it called? A little, it's called Cold Fear. Cold Fear. You play as basically Leon as a uh, as a Coast Guard. <laughs> the characters <laughs> it's, look it's, very it's similar. It's Resident Evil and Baywatch. It, yeah, yeah. It's, it's fantastic and it, it like it absolutely nails like that that atmosphere it's like it's almost like resident evil 4 meets like resident evil dead aim just being set on that ship and that third person over the shoulder and uh, it's it's phenomenal and it's one of those games that I, I was thinking about while playing dead space from like that was a game that has a really great atmosphere as well there's some problems with it but uh it's a it's a it's a fantastic game as well i like it i'm i'm all about these like i can't believe i'm a survival horror fan i never uh, i was such a bitch and maybe it's like i'm almost 40 maybe i'm like i now that i'm 40 years old i've seen life life is scarier than video games maybe that's why i can <laughs> handle them now um the real world is way scarier than maybe. the fear of real life yeah it's, it's to escape the yeah it's exactly it yeah um, okay, so first of all, thank you for doing this. Second of all, I know you uh, make the old tunes, and uh, if people have never heard one of your episodes before, maybe they missed them, uh, I will put the description in the description of this podcast, but where can people uh, check out your musical uh, escapades? Yeah, so I, uh, I make music uh, under uh, Burger Finger. That's my uh, production name, so I do like uh, live beat production, finger drumming, stuff like that, and then I also play as part of a hip-hop duo, discount lion safari best name ever. and we do we do like uh live hip-hop i play live beats live finger drumming and then uh my buddy raps and we're uh, we're pretty cool and we're uh, performing around edmonton quite a bit trying to get out of the city but uh we're working on some new music now so we'll hopefully have some new music in the future hell but, yeah uh, yeah Discount. Fuck, i love that i every i will lie to you dude like i let my guests plug stuff because i'm like you're my friends and i want you to plug your stuff but you in particular i love the name discount lion safari and the simpsons <laughs> fans you know what's up every yeah. time you say it i'm like that is the greatest yeah. fucking name of all time oh my god um and i uh anyway uh fuck yeah so you can find that information in the description of this podcast if you're interested ladies and gentlemen and patrick buddy thank you so oh dead space is so fucking good Thank you, yeah, uh, th thank you for doing this, buddy. Hell yeah, absolutely.
that's going to do it for this week's episode. Patrick, thank you so much. Not only for spending the last week of your life binging Dead Space uh, to get ready for the episode, but for giving me a call and talking Dead Space because this game slaps, you slap, this episode slapped. There's a whole lot of slapping going on. I fucking love this game. Do not forget to check out the description of this podcast to find information on where you can find Patrick's music, Discount Lion Safari. I fucking love that name so much. And uh, hey, if you didn't hate this, do us some nice things. Do do us some nice things. <laughs> he fucking note reads good. Uh, do do us a favor. Maybe leave us a good review on your podcast service of choice. I'd really appreciate it. I'm not sure what they accomplished, but if the good shows are going to ask for them, I'm going to check out our YouTube, youtube.com slash remember the game. I'm really going to try to put more of my let's plays up there. My entire dead space, dead space playthrough will be up there in the coming days. It's like 10 or 12 hours long. You can watch it in chunks help you sleep when you listen to me scream like a little girl and do all that kind of stuff. Uh, or if you want to watch those streams live, twitch.tv slash member the game. I get on there as often as I can and just play through whatever I feel like playing through. Uh, Patreon.com slash remember the game. Best way to support us. Two bucks a month. Two extra shows every week. 250 some bonus episodes. Best value in the history of the universe. And uh, we have a P.O. box. You can find the address at rememberthegamepodcast.com. Don't send me anything big. Just something little. Postcard, letter. Let me know where you're listening. I'll send you one back. We'll be friends. I think that's just about enough plug-in for this week. I am going to shout out some Patreons and get the fuck out of here. For anyone that is a Patreon, I will be back tomorrow with Expansion Pass 132, where we'll talk all about the new PS Plus tiers. I'll be back on Friday with Game Patch 110.0, where we'll talk about all the biggest modern news in gaming, and I'll be back a week from today with Remember the Game number 219. Hopefully, pray to God, assuming I can finish the game, get the episode recorded, get the chat with the sponsor recording, and get it all finished. We'll be talking Grand Theft Auto 4. Take it easy, everybody. Talk to you on the next one. Cheers. Goodbye. Remember the game is brought to you by our Patreons. I could not puke up all this content without all of your support. The following people are at the senior executive vice president level or higher at patreon.com slash remember the game. And as such, I am contractually obligated to yell their names as quickly as humanly possible. So a huge thank you to... Makeshift Mallow Magic Money, Joe Buck, Sharonic, Andre, why does Andy hate Keek so much? James Clark, King Bahamut, Dave McGee, DNA Gaming, Slick Rick, Doug Dorn, Charlie Medeiros, Andrew Wright, Jordan, Fraser Burns, Lil Bunny Foo Foo 89, Angry Ticks, Dave Thompson, No One Cares, Aaron Lawson, Nathan Trombley, Eight Town Morgan, Zane Donovan, Mike Maloney. G9PSX, Mercury869, Wolfgang Darren, Sam Wright, Andy Hudson, Chris Copland, Doogie, WolfMagic21, Johnny CCDC, Joel LeBlanc, Squints, Titan420, Zonko504, Russell Aldridge, Jet Bergeron, Captain N, Daniel, Tunable Power, John Woodruff, Randy Barrage. Just a Fish, Noob Q, Denzalo, Holmes, Zach Shepard, Chris Dickin, Matthew D'Amico, Frosty Feet 492, Triple, Elijah Burns, Stephen Parnell, Ray San Wontongo, Zach Coiner, DBXJ, Jameer Williams, Steve Dalk, Standard Ass Brian, Trav H. Mizuru, Nicholas Chaffee, David Marcus, Phil Lencher, Ruben Elizald, Eric James, Riley Turvey, Jake Carter, Laces Out Dan, Seaspin, Thomas Smith, Nicola, Munch Makuchi, Leroy Westridge, Dark Squall, Jerry the 3D Printed Sawstrich, Russell Sagi. Banjo the Bear, Evolva, Sean Ramos, D.B. Cooper, Mojo the Helper Monkey, Brad Hewitt, Gabe, Dan Fuselman, Fuzzy99, Decoy Man, John Jameson, Wyatt the Surgeon Who's Not a Surgeon Row, Blaine the Hoagie Man, Scary Terry, Bucky Duck, Edridge, FPV, Hago Waffle, High Plage Drifter, Kayatch, I'm getting lightheaded. That's not a Patreon. Jimothy, Joe Stone, Chris Williams, Oroku Saki's Gardener, Nicole Novak, Cody Richardson, General Fury, Dem Boys on the Roof, James Juan Francesco, The Jamadian Nightmare, Matt Hamilton, Nomad, James Black, Jones and Ben, okay, Sam Carpenter, Nerdy Hybrid, Adam Fletcher, Colin Bollinger. 
Lucas, Joey Mercury, IR Jacko, Theron, Squeak Nuts, Isaias, Timmy the Exuberant Turtle, Brian Neese, Christian Gabriel, Maverick Marty, Musty Beetle, Big Poppy Logan, John M. Watkins, Beef Dingleberry, Michael Brujard, Hitchy Poo, Arctic Vision, Romaldo Marquez, Connor McCann, Bulma Simp, Mark But Not McHugh, Trevor McKee. Holy fuck. Quiet Place Queen, Cam Nelly 23, Zamato, Skillerooney, Angelo Leonardo, Lugnut, Scott Weiss, Oh My God It Froze, Bob Litton, Roger Russell, Kia Pup, Knife Goes In, Gut Comes Out, Works For Me, McGrathen, Heman Demon, James Sanabria, Derek Cox, Dakota Guy, Alexander Camps, Toad Spit, Ryan Perry, Alex R, It's The Bigfoot, Graham, Itchy, Nutsero, Mr. Papa Giorgio, John Drew, Solomon Soto, Darth Skywalter, and Denton Van Zan. Dude, that might be the best read I've ever done, but I don't think I can do it like that anymore because I have, I feel like I'm about to pass out. Anyway, thank you so much for the support, everybody. Purple, uh, her, purple monkey dishwasher.